That's the power of pine salt, baby. Don't drink pine salt. <laughs> Welcome to the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast, the only Survivor podcast that reminds Andrew, hey, you gonna, you gonna tell me what's happening tonight? Ooh. You gonna tell me what's happening tonight? <laughs> I'm your host, Stephen Levine, with my co-host, Jared Sheldon. Jared, what's happening tonight? We'll maybe record two episodes, we'll maybe record one. I will go play Warhammer if we only record one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how we're feeling after this. Because you're going away for the I weekend. Just, just for the, the weekend. weekend. Yeah. yeah. So Summer's not, the time to travel. It's not imperative that we record two, but we could. But we could. Yeah. Steven. That's me. That is you. You live very close to a college. That is true. And I often forget that fact because we are in a very densely populated area. The campus is kind of segregated from the city in, in terms of like there's really no reason for you to walk onto the campus living in the neighborhood. Yeah. I was reminded today, as I'm walking through your neighborhood, and I see a person, and then three other people on the porch, and the person that's in the yard is doing aggressive splits onto the grass, like <laughs> bouncing up and down, and then voguing and like parading around while all their friends go, yas, 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 yas. <laughs> and all of them look like, I mean... From a distance, I was like, that is a child. I was like, oh, that is a college student. That is an 18-year-old, probably. Probably. Or I'm getting 17. so old. Yeah. Oh, boy. Is this it? This is the, is the peak of humanity? I hit 30, and then everything's just, oh, the youths. Thank God I'm going to die before I'm 30. Jared. I've been saying that for a few years, and now I'm 28, almost 29, and people are starting to get concerned. I am concerned. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like this bit. I need to, I need to stop that bit before I get, uh, as we learned last season, 5150. <laughs> <laughs> because oh, at a distance, no. it's a fun bit. The closer it gets, the, the, the less of a funny bit it is. <laughs> Jared... <laughs> They're meant in like malicious way. I just meant like there's no way I'm making it till I'm 30 with the crazy way I live my life. Cool. I'm just gonna look up some crisis hotlines. I hate this. Okay, next bit. All right. Uh, <laughs> what's what's new with you? You were tilted today playing video games. Yeah. This is okay. This is a terrible transition because now you're asking me and like I'm sad. I'm sad and tilted at video games, but I'm I'm tilted because I'm sad at life stuff. Yeah. And nothing in particular. I've talked about it before on the podcast. When you have depression and anxiety, some days are bad. Today's a bad day, yeah. and that's okay. Yeah, don't don't play games that are inherently rage-inducing on on the sad days. But when it's going well, it's so fun. It's true, I get. And it. I bought Baldur's Gate three a couple days ago, but I can't play it because the pre-release build will not transfer to the full build. In fact, they're saying you have to delete the pre-release build, which I already <laughs> installed a day ago. And then delete all your saves so that there's no possible cross-contamination. Like, the, the files don't get corrupted, basically. The files are in the computer. Oh. I don't understand don't that, that reference. Is? Oh, no. that's a Zoolander bit. Oh, okay. I've never okay. seen Zoolander. You've never seen Zoolander? Okay, mm-hmm. so there... I'm gonna mansplain this Zoolander bit Please. for a hot second. So, back when the, like, old IMAX had the clear colored back that you would like pick up and it had a handle oh sure yeah yeah there was a they sent two male models in to do spy reconnaissance and to get files from a computer and this is owen wilson being like you have to go into the files and owen wilson's like the files are in the computer (laughs) oh so he he, he shows up in, like, two minutes later. He's like, we got all the files here on this computer. He holds it above his head. He throws it onto the ground. Where'd all the files go? <laughs> it's a great bet. That's pretty good. I did not watch Zoolander 2. Like, most of those early 2000 sequels probably wasn't good. Probably wasn't good. Nah. It didn't make our top five any of the weeks it came out. I don't know when it came out. Zo- I don't know when Zoolander came out. It might, it might be it might be late nineties. I'll I'll look later. Anyway, 
Speaking of things that are good, emails. If you want to email us, feel free to do so. Email us SurvivorTVT at gmail.com or you can message us on Reddit U slash SurvivorTVT. And if you follow us on Instagram at SurvivorTVT, it'll force Jared to do something with it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Jared does not like social media. That's fair. I get it. I also, I, I realize you really committed to my bit of like delete the Twitter. Delete the X. Delete the X. You can, you don't have to. But what if I already did it, Jared? All right. I didn't. Bit committed. It's still there. <laughs> I just haven't used it. But yeah, commit to that bit. I'm all for it. <laughs> did you see today there was an article about how the the company got in trouble because they built a giant X sign on top uh-huh. of their their building. And it's very bright. It's very bright and they didn't have a permit to do it. So then they're like, well, you, now you have to take it down, but you need a permit for that too to take it down. Oh my god! <laughs> and they're like, we're gonna let it, we're gonna look past it because it's imperative that you take it down. Wow, so stupid. Anyway, email from Josh. Josh sends an email, just some stuff for the next couple episodes. Johnny Fairplay invents the rarely used TV strategy in his fight with Rupert of trying to get the other person to hit you so that they can be disqualified. <laughs> I don't agree. I don't think Johnny Johnny Fairplay is not escalating him in any way, shape, or form. If anything, Johnny Fairplay's been trying to get Sean to hit him. <laughs> I have you ever seen someone get sent home from a reality show because they hit someone? No. The most the one that sticks out to my mind is shoot, what's it called? It was Real World versus Road Rules, but it's the challenge. Oh, okay. The challenge, yes. Someone got sent home. Like I feel like multiple people got sent home for punching someone in that See, show. The only reality shows I watch are Survivor, and, and which again I've said I don't really consider a reality show, and like dating shows with your fiance. Yeah. And if people are hitting people in a dating show, something has gone very wrong. I that also is a thing. I oh no. I want to say that in the Flava Flav. Dating show. Say no more. <laughs> someone, someone got sent home for punching someone. Like, almost immediately. Wow. Oh, uh, good good times. Anyway, another point. The outcast twist was only put in place after Nicole and Ryan had already been voted out. Jeff was and still is very vocally against it. Wow. Even dedicating a segment on one of his podcast episodes about how much it sucks. Wow. I must have missed that one because I don't remember it. But... I have to go back and look that That's, up now. So, wait, so Jeff admitted that they didn't plan it till after the first two votes. Must have. And then... And then proceeded to bury it on his show. Wow. <laughs> so, that I'm just... I, I, I know about Exile Island, which is mm-hmm. kind of a similar thing. Mm-hmm. I guess not, because you're still in the game at that point. Correct. Yeah. I wonder if this happens again. I know you know the answer to that. I know our listeners know the answer to that. I do. Do you want me to say nothing, or do you want a vague description of something? Vague is fine. Okay. There is a twist that is similar to this, but different. Interesting. Okay. So I will leave it at that, and it does happen twice. Gotcha. And actually, that's not true. There are multiple There are multiple times where a contestant could come back, mm. but it's handled differently. I kind of like this twist. Mm-hmm. I like it as a pre-merge twist, too, because you have a problem. They solved the problem that they made with this season, which was, oh, no, we made it too tribal, and now we're going in with even tribes, <laughs> which is just, like, listen, if if Lil and Burton aren't back, and it's Austin, and maybe Austin still tries to quit, probably not, he probably tries to make it through one vote. Because I think that his tribe would be like, no, listen, we're at the merge. You cannot leave right we now. We need you. So you're looking at rocks. Probably. They had a problem. Yo, we solved it. Check out the mic as the DJ revolves it. Ice, ice, baby. Anyway. I uh, like the twist is what I'm saying. Cool. Okay. To sandbag you further. I'm going to go with, this is, I, I also like this twist. And at the time, it. It was very shocking to a lot of people, and it was very... It It is a very good, hey, it's Survivor, expect anything. The only downside of that is, I worry with the more types of twists we have that keep people from being safe, or mm. that bring people back in from consequences, you end up with people being more safe and more polite. Sure. I will say this, and then I'll leave it at that. That in the future, 
people who have to get back in have to work harder for it. Mm. And it is better documented. So Got we it. get to see instead of just like, hey, look, here they are. Here's six people. Four of them you'll see for a minute. Yeah. They didn't eat very much. We I promise. I don't believe them. <laughs> I don't believe it either. Anyway, Nicole's vote for Lil to get back in the game was specifically so Nicole would be able to enjoy her pre-merge vacation in peace. Oh my god, that's so funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> so she just fucking hated Lil. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, Andrew's Survivor audition tape is pretty wild. Wild and says wild twice. So I'm gonna click on this link and we're gonna watch this video. It's Jerry Springer. So Jared, I have so many thoughts. Do you want to break down what we just watched? Yeah. So okay. So apparently Andrew was the lawyer for the Jerry Springer show. Fucking amazing. Which I mean, hey, he did a good job for a show that's dabbling with like a lot of controversy. I've never heard of them getting sued, and they've never been shut down. That's fair. So, good job, I guess. So, like, the entire... There's an audience chanting for him while Jerry Springer talks about why he would be good on Survivor. And now, like, compare that to the audio shapes we've seen in, like, season one, season two, season three. Like, Greg in his bathroom. <laughs> like, <laughs> where we have come from and where we are now. He basically got a celebrity endorsement. Yeah. From... The the, uh, the business he worked for with the Jerry Springer show, they gave him the tape of professional footage yep. for that, and then it cut to his actual footage, and you're like, oh yeah, that's right. This is this is a handy cam. That's that was pretty cool. Uh, and I will I also side note saw a TikTok recently of somebody like talking about Jerry Springer. Mm -hmm. It was somebody in the uh, in the BIPOC community talking about how Jerry Springer is the ultimate ally. He's like, it's been he's been on camera for thirty years. You've never heard him mispronounce one person's name. Doesn't matter how many consonants, doesn't matter how many vowels, doesn't matter how many of them are silent. The man doesn't stutter. He doesn't stop and read it a couple times before he goes. He gets it right every single time. Huh. Okay. Interesting. I thought that was a funny TikTok. I <laughs> <laughs> also, it was weird to see, because when they jumped to the Handycam, he's recording on North Avenue Beach, yeah. like, where I play volleyball. Yeah. Which is just weird to see the jump cut and I'm like ah he's right there 20 years ago it, there was also a, a section that looked like the early Millennium Park but like not Millennium Park I don't know or I, I think I think that area all just is North Avenue Beach okay. there's a lot there gotcha then the last section is him <laughs> and his wife in what I think is a porn set <laughs> um and it's it's sweet. She's talking about why he'd make a great survivor, and then she goes, even though I'm ten years or he's ten years older than me. Like, huh? Well, I mean, whatever. I mean, I don't know how old Andrew was at the time. I guess probably like 40, 40 30, whatever. But it's a weird detail to put in there. It is. That's, it's completely unnecessary. That's the part that I'm like, why? It's not one where like I mean, if you had I'm notoriously somebody bad at guessing ages, but if you asked me, I'd be like, Yeah, they're not that far apart. It didn't look weird. It didn't no, look like something no. that had to be addressed. Not at all. <laughs> he is also, I think, the oldest guy in this season. Wow. So They really have cast the last two seasons much younger. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. So, all in all, just a lot going on in that video. Thank you, Josh. That it's was... long. It's like two and a half minutes long. It is, yeah, it was two minutes. Good stuff. From Carl. Carl, episode six email. Picture the episode has Rupert looking up if you want to take a gander at that one. <laughs> Beautiful. Jared mentioned briefly that the best player usually doesn't win their season. And while I agree, although I don't have a problem with that, I would definitely say Vesepia was a better player than Sean. Made less waves and shot herself in the foot less. That's fair. Yeah. Notes. We haven't seen someone this awful come in to try to win Survivor before. I mean... Are we not counting Brian because he's not a human being? <laughs> yeah. I, I meant, I should have said so obnoxious. I am mm. obnoxious. Brian is evil. Johnny Fairplay is obnoxious. <laughs> we haven't seen somebody that's like a fuckboy come in and try it. Somebody that like you don't take seriously on the surface, but then underneath they're actually playing the game and they're playing it hard. Okay. What about, I was going to say, and then you, you added on, I was like, what about Rob -a -ba? Yeah, I mean, I I 
don't think anyone on that season was of the impression that Rob wasn't playing the game. <laughs> uh, Johnny's using his own, like, a- arrogance and fuck-aroundness to not be taken seriously. I think everybody took Rob seriously. Yeah. At least well, by, like, a quarter of the way through the season. Sure. <laughs> okay, cool. I love that halfway through the reward reveal, Morgan hasn't reacted at all because so far it's grills and spices and after you catch the fish and their their faces are like, we never catch any what fish. fish? <laughs> How do I spice my food if I have no food? Guess I'll lick the salt. Mmm, delicious. You mentioned the safety aspects of the cannon and to that point, Peep Austin literally sticking his face into the barrel to check if it's loaded. Christ. Yeah, that's a problem. Uh, oh. <laughs> Jeff's reaction to John's I'm aiming for the orange one quip is just seething hatred. Uh-huh. Jeff hates Johnny Fairplay. I will not be surprised if Jeff has a smile on his face when Johnny goes home. <laughs> I gotta think the tiny holes were some kind of design mistake, no? I mean, you can barely see it at all. Yeah. And again, like, you needed ceramic something to break. The theming of the challenges around this season is really good. Some mm-hmm. of the execution of them have not been good. Correct. And we're going to talk about this episode, too. <laughs> the little John Big John thing is fucking gold. Also calling him John that little piss ant. He's <laughs> great. John later said in an interview that Morgan was so inept that they were taking ripe coconuts and throwing them at unripe coconuts in trees. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Andrew's performance here is absolutely iconic. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, yeah, the, the, the holding the weights. Weight. Absolutely. That's Morgan is better at the challenges than they are at surviving, and they still manage to lose every single challenge for the first, like, four episodes of the season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Trisha's big mistake seems to be underestimating Sandra's bond with Krista. Yep. Yep. Maybe my favorite tribal council so far. Rupert is so melodramatic. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to cry. I'm upset at the way the tribe has gone, stares at the sky forlornly. I love the soliloquy. It's great. Yeah. It's great television. And my favorite, can't give up hope. All in his deep pirate voice. <laughs> He's like Thanos before he kills Gamora. <laughs> Spoiler. What? I know, right? Jared says that Drake hasn't made any mistakes with who they voted out, but I beg to differ. I think with Burton instead of Sean, they may win this immunity challenge, even though they have may have subbed in Krista instead. I agree, and I seeing Burton back, I had not realized how big of an impact he was making in the challenges. Mm-hmm. I thought it was partially team morale. And I was like, oh, and Rupert's a challenge beast, and Sean and Burton are both very good. And I kind of saw them as interchangeable. And now we've learned that Sean is a little bitch, and Burton is really good. John definitely has his annoying side, but it's noteworthy that at least up to this point in the season, Drake likes John. He works hard around camp and more or less gets along with most of the tribe. Sure, he fights with Sandra in that one scene, but turns it around. Sandra's on his side for the Sean fight. He's a villain, and he's edited as such, but... At least through episode six, he's not the villain in his tribe's mate's eyes. I agree. I think that he's he's a useful idiot to them. Yeah. Like, I and I think that he... Right, he does work really hard in camp. And I think that probably is part of his game. Like, I think that he needs to do that if he was somebody <laughs> that was loud and obnoxious and didn't work hard and wasn't good at the challenges. <sighs> Bye. <laughs> yeah. And then we have one last email from Tyler... Resuming going through the old Where Are They Nows now that we've caught up, talks a little bit about Jeff Varner, and I'm oh, gonna, yeah. like, I'm gonna edit a little bit of this. Yeah, we didn't, Varner comes back. He comes back. And actually, I don't think really anything, there's not a whole lot here post him coming back, so I'll, I'll read a good chunk of it. Jeff worked as an entertainment reporter for KCBS in LA, and then E! News Live, and then as a field correspondent for the TV Guide channel. Do you remember the TV Guide channel? I do! I wonder if that's why he seemed vaguely familiar. It's oh, like, maybe. well, because I had uh, E! News was something that like one of my friend's moms would watch when I was growing up, oh. and that probably would have been in about that time, like when I'd go over there. I never watched E! News. I mean, I didn't either, but it was on TV when I'd be there. The only reason I was on E! was for the soup. I love the soup. The soup was great. He was a weekend news anchor and field reporter for Fox 8, WGHP in High Point, North Carolina. 
In his first year in broadcast news, he won an AP Broadcast News Award, Rookie of the Year in 2005. He left Fox 8 in 2007 due to angry and unprofessional management from the station's news director and transferred to WWMT in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Wait, no, that's why he looks familiar. There it is. That's why he looks familiar. There it is. Oh my God, when you said WWMT, I was like, oh, there's, that's a national news channel? No, it's not. It just, I grew up watching it. Wow, that's crazy. So you've probably definitely seen him as a news anchor. Yeah. That's great. For Channel 3 Morning News. Yeah, no, I mean, Channel 3 and Channel 8 are like, were the two big local channels in my area. Wow. And was promoted to evening anchor in 2008. On July 27, 2009, he was selected as one of the top 20 broadcasters nationwide as a finalist to co-host Regis and Kelly for a day and won the contest by viewer vote and hosted on July 7th with guests Susan Lucci and David Cook. Cool. That's fun. In 2012, he became a news anchor for a CBS affiliate in Greenville, North Carolina until 2014. Neat. Neat. That's some good stuff. He also worked in web development to develop properties for Citibank, MCI, Harlequin Romance, and Martha Stewart Living Online. He began his career in communications as a public relations assistant and corporate communications manager for Citicorp in NYC, and was part of the first corporate team to utilize the internet to communicate project information as a manager in Citicorp's product and division development ma- division. Jesus Christ, that that's was, a lot of words. That was a lot of words. Uh, cool. <laughs> I, that's a lot of good stuff there. Though. Yeah, I, I really liked Varner. I'm, I'm excited he comes back. I'm glad we, we tied it all together. Neat. Unlocking moments from Jared's past. Yeah. <laughs> cool, that's all I got. Shall we move on? I guess so. Bubber! Alright, so this episode came out on November 6th of 2003. A couple things happened in the week between episodes. The first one being, Bethany Hamilton, age 13, has her arm bitten off by a shark while surfing in Hawaii. I remember this being, like, her her return to surfing and all that after she lost her arm and was, like, a pretty big story. This is, yeah, this is the person the movie Soul Surfer is yes. made about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe so. I said that with a lot of confidence, and I'm like, I don't know that for sure. I'm gonna go with yes. I, how common can it be? I mean... Sharks don't want to bite people. Exactly. Usually. They just are usually confused. Yeah. University of Pittsburgh wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald. Larry, you're going to Larry Fitzgerald. Hey, if he was on defense, that'd be great. That'd be awesome. Larry Fitzgerald establishes a new NCAA record with a touchdown reception in his 14th straight game. So this is right. This would probably be when he was a senior, year before he gets drafted. Any football fans out there? Larry Fitzgerald. And then U.S. sitcom Arrested Development premieres. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that old. Oh, yeah. I get. I mean, Michael Sarah's very young in that show, so... He's, it, like, 14. Yeah. The start of the Michael Sarah age from, like, 2003 to, like, 2013. Jumping back to Larry Fitzgerald, I have personal stakes in Larry Fitzgerald, and I am so upset that he never played for the Vikings, because he was a Vikings ball boy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. His dad worked for the Vikings, or worked as a reporter for the Vikings, and... He was on the sideline as a ball boy, huh. and he never played for the Vikings. <laughs> the number one song is still "Baby Boy" by Fiance. By Beyonce, I can't. I by, can't talk. by Fiance, I can't talk. Why do we do a thing that's all talking? <laughs> Why do we do a show? <sighs> we should do voice to chat, chat to voice. Fucking shoot me. Anyway, <laughs> I. <laughs> the songs seem to have changed a lot more. In, like, seasons one and two. Now it's, like, one song for the entire season. This is the problem with pop music at the time, yeah. is that it's... There are so few and far between, like, honest-to-goodness bops that they're gonna hang on for a long time. Yep. The top five movies. In number five is The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Number four, Radio. Number three, Scary Movie 3. Mm-hmm. Convenient. Another Number two, Brother Bear. Oh. A Disney Dark Age movie. And number one, The Matrix Revolution. Wow. Which is the second Matrix movie. Okay. In case you were wondering. Were you a, a Matrix person? I I never watched them, but I was into all of the side stuff, like the video games and I don't know, man. Interesting. I don't know, man. I was Kids are stupid. 
Okay, sure. What do you think the review scores for Matrix Reloaded are? Uh, if I remember correctly, this is either really good or the worst Matrix. I'm going to go with a 62. 72. Okay. And 72, 73. Okay. If I don't ask you which one you're, which one you're saying about, it's because they're, they're so close, close it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Yeah, this one's, this one's remembered pretty fondly. I will go back and watch them at some point. I know the first one is really good. Did you watch the fourth one? The one that just came no. out? Okay. I Why would I start with the fourth one? I don't know. Maybe you're like, uh, oh, I remember these were a movie, and then you just want to like get involved. Okay, wait, actually, very short story, and then we'll go to the actual episode this <laughs> podcast is about. So I wasn't allowed to watch Harry Potter growing up. I come from some very fundamentalist Christian background family. You were too busy watching Jeff Varner on TV. Yeah, apparently. Um, and they got better, mostly. But anyway, that's a whole story for not on a podcast. But because of the witchcraft and like, whatever. So I didn't see any Harry Potters until I was 16 years old. In which, and that's about the time that the eighth movie is coming out. Mm-hmm. So I saw one. I technically saw two, but I was a 16-year-old with a new girlfriend, so I just made out through it. <laughs> and then I saw both parts of eight. What? And then years later, I saw one again. Oh my god. And then years later again, I saw one again. And then two. Jared. And then years after that, I saw three and four. And that is my Harry Potter knowledge. Okay. So, one and two is entirely just to establish the world of Harry Potter. Like, hey, look at all the magic. Ooh, fun. Oh yeah, there's a bad guy. And then three and four are like lore. Get Four is really good. Four is really good. I, four is my favorite. And Well, good. I've seen the best one then. Yeah. Four is the turn into, okay, now this shit is dark. Sure. And then eight is like, we have to conclude the story, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's how Harry Potter goes for me. Yeah. So, who needs the middle bits, I guess? <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, cool. Anything else you want to say? No. All right, let's get into the episode. I just know that's going to fill people with rage. <laughs> I mean, with all the problematic J.K. Rowling Well, that's shit, true, actually. I, I People are hit and miss, and like... Harry Potter is kind of a tainted franchise at this point. Weird that my politics have changed so much, and yet I've been on the side of no Harry Potter for most of my life. <laughs> for the entire time. <laughs> Jared, always no Harry Potter. Anyway, episode eight, what if part two? Sure. It's, yeah. You mean what the part two? Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, what the? <laughs> what if? What, what if? The? Oh, man. So, this opens in the weirdest spot of any other survivor episode we're in tribal council Mm -hmm. and we're voting somebody back in immediately jumping to my eye the go home die jerks it's great die jerks is great oh sorry i wrote down go home because it's so striking hearing jeff say not the tribe has spoken he's just like go home austin we're done with you everyone i didn't notice this on the last episode or at least it didn't stick out to me as much probably because they were all in the dirt Mm mm-hmm they all look so clean and healthy. Yeah. They look like day one contestants. Yes, correct. I really would be shocked if they were actually given very limited food. Yeah. If they're given limited food, they're not given Morgan limited food. Correct. <laughs> that, that's for sure. It's bizarre hearing Jeff keep calling him Skinny Ryan. I know. Just call him Ryan. He's the only Ryan there. Correct. I love the intro to this. This is a first. Everyone's smiling at Tribal Council. Everyone's happy to be here. Yeah. I love that. Except for Jeff. Except for Jeff. Because apparently he hated this twist. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, all of the build-up to it is great. The Ryan goes on, he's like, the feeling of revenge. It's unbelievable. Everyone was so happy about this. And, of course, they are. They have a chance to win a million dollars again. Yeah. Then we get into the bit where they're like... And they got paid two more days of their day rate. Correct. (laughs) Then we get into the bit where they're like, okay, now you have to convince your fellow outcasts to vote you back into this game. There was no strategizing done before this vote. There was not. Which is odd to me. Well, apparently there was one strategizing. (laughs) Well, sure, but that... little away. Yeah, that was Nicole's own personal strategy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you come in, how would you promote yourself back into this game? 
It's really a weird position to be in. It is a weird position to be in. Because everyone wants to... Well, maybe not everyone, but from what we could tell, everyone wants to be in this game again. Yeah, I mean, it's. I almost feel like they should have done... And this is very not Survivor, so I see why they didn't do this. Mm -hmm. But like a ranked choice system where you voted for who you didn't want to come back. Mm -hmm. And then the people with the least amount of votes, the two people with the least amount of votes, great, you're in. Okay. Would it be less clunky if it wasn't a vote, if it was something else to get you back in? Like what? Um, like a competition? A draw? Randomly? Yeah, like, like a challenge, or a, uh, you're drawing rocks to get back in this yeah, game. Yeah, I, I almost would have even preferred drawing rocks. Really? Okay. Yeah. It just, to have it be a team-based challenge that you only get to do once, and then you only get to vote one-third of the people back in by group consensus but not group consensus because you're all kind of just throwing your votes around and seeing what sticks it just it feels underbaked for sure yeah okay i see what you're saying there was a lot of different ways it could have gone and it, it didn't stick out to me egregiously but i was kind of like oh yeah they didn't think this part through <laughs> no and now we have to watch jeff read 12 votes yeah that was a lot of votes that was <laughs> a lot of votes and the worst case scenario for this twist to happen happened where yeah. two people get to come back I say worst is in from production side. From yeah. game point, I think it's great. Yeah. I think two people back is so much fun. It gives one from each tribe yep. validity. And I think that's kind of where it, the voting went down. It was along voting lines is people voted for their people and then a couple people yeah. didn't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So just to quick give the pick me speeches, Nicole... I spoke my mind. I was the bad apple. I'll kick some ass if I get back in this game. Nicole's spiel is wild. And it actually makes sense now that she wanted to just enjoy her vacation. Because her, her spiel is, I'm not changing a goddamn thing. Yeah. Fuck everybody else. I'm <laughs> back in this. Lil, I want to prove to those sons bitches. <laughs> and she like stops herself almost, but she says it. I'll prove to those sons bitches that I am tough. I want to go back in and I want to go back in hard. If you know what I mean. Uh, I know what you mean, Lil. Trish, I want one of us to win. I can do that. Trish, you should have talked about your shooting your shot that didn't work. Yes. I think that would have maybe gotten her the nod. Nobody really did like, hey, I had a strategy. They were all kind of empty speeches. Yeah. And it, it shows. Michelle, we're all deserving. It would be great if a sweet little girl like me would come back in and, and kick their butts. What's your plan to do that, Michelle? Don't ask questions. Great. <laughs> Ryan, I love this game. I have expected Ryan to say, please don't. Yeah, don't send me back. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. He seemed like he wanted to go back. He did. So. And of anyone, he would be the one to like, don't send me back. Uh, yeah. Or Austin, if he actually quit earlier. That would have been funny. If they would have brought back Austin, he'd been like, fuck. <laughs> would he have sabotaged the challenge? I think they wouldn't let him compete. Mm. I think they would have. That's true. If he would have quit, yeah. yeah, he wouldn't have. Then it would have been even teams. True. <laughs> and for Burton, I am the most competitive person I know. I will never lie to the other person that comes back with me. Ever. Smart. That's actually, Burton that's, had the only good pitch. That's the only good pitch in the whole bunch. Yep. And I think that is what gets him back in this. That and him winning, the challenge. winning the challenge for yeah. them. So yeah. Two people. You can't vote for yourself. But you get two votes. Burton and Lil get back in this game. That's a good pair. Yeah? Yeah. Of this, do you think that was ideal? I think you could have replaced Lil with Skinny Ryan. Okay. And it would have been pretty similar. You would have had the same outcome. Yeah, and I think I I think Skinny Ryan would be better at this game than Lil is, <laughs> but we're going to get to see. We're going to find out. Technically, these are our first two returnees. <laughs> You're right. Okay. I. All right, yes. Our first two returnees, the ones that everyone saw coming... Lil and Burton. <laughs> now, I do want to point out something that's very interesting, going back to when Lil was voted out. Mm -hmm. Do you remember when her torch was snuffed? No. So, Lil's torch was Oh, it snuffed. didn't get snuffed? You're right, it took twice! Yes. And they would have cut that out. Except, it was great foreshadowing for this. Yeah! She's back in this game. Oh, that's really cool. It's so good. I love that. All of it. Great. Love it. I When they pulled, and I'm glad it worked out this way, but when they pulled the buffs for their original tribes, I was like, fuck. 
Yeah. I did want them to swap. It it was the worst case scenario. So it basically said, we need to merge now. You don't think they were planning on merging anyway? I think they may have let it play out if they would have swapped. If they could have hmm. built relationships again. But those two, on those sides, Lil especially could not have built a relationship. Lil could not have. What's no. funny is Burton does. Yeah. I, I actually think if Drake, which I don't think Drake would have lost any immunity challenge that was physical coming up, but in the chance that they did, I think Johnny Fairplay goes home. I mean, Burton's immune the next challenge anyway, and we've Correct. established this. Yeah, so, so it had to be Johnny. It, it would have been Johnny, and we expressly say that in this episode. It would have been Johnny. What a lucky, lucky little rat he is. Two more things before we go away from this vote. One, when Lil's voted back in, the exclamation of, I am a nice person. Hilarious. Is great. And two, the image of them holding hands with their torches. So sweet. It's so good. And I don't know why, but just like, visually, it's super appealing. Torch, handhold, we're back in this game, baby. I think it helps that they're that they are such an odd couple. Yeah, like they are clearly people that would just—I mean, by their looks and by their vibe, by what we've seen of them in the episode, they don't look like they should be a, two people holding hands, bonded. So, like, they're bonded by an event, trauma bond. It's great. Yeah. So it's a storm. We're at Drake. They're like, I don't know. I guess somebody's coming back. We're not waiting up for him anymore. Let's go to bed. <laughs> oh, here they are. Sandra, if it's Burton, I'm gonna fall out. Well, wait, bye, no. Sandra. It's Burton. Okay, wait, but the shot of him standing on the beach as lightning strikes behind him. <laughs> How long do they make him stand there to get that shot? Burton, we just need to stand here for a bit. <laughs> but I could get hit by lightning. Yeah, that's a risk we're willing to take. Yeah, we want the shot. <laughs> it was great. He comes back, everyone's like super excited to have him back, even though the underlying tone is. It's tense. It's tense. This is going to be weird. And people, they're like, he's in a great mood. Everything seems real happy. And then the apologies start rolling in. Yeah. Sorry, Burton. We're sorry we got rid of you. Oopsie doops. Yeah. And I think the thing that helps move this over is Burton knows he got caught. So it's it's not like he was voted off and he wasn't gunning for somebody. Yeah. Like... It wasn't like it was undeserving. And it was also at the challenge that he suggested they throw. Correct. So, if I'm Burton, I'm also going to be like, all right. And you know, I could blame myself for a lot of this. That's he, fine. Right. Yeah. At Morgan, very different story. Oh my god. They're like, they show up and they are so unwelcoming to Lil. Yeah. Like, they say hi and they're like, yay, we're glad to have you back. But the mood is just not there. And Lil is sitting in the corner of the shelter, just staring, she staring daggers. And again, I don't know, I'm no mathematician, but you come into this and you're like, hey, it's 6-6. We know Lil is immune. Maybe we should try pulling some favor with Lil, because mm -hmm. you're going to need her. Nope. Nobody seems to care about that. Andrew's just mad. Andrew's mad. Andrew's pissed. He does not take this well at all. He Jerry Springer's out here. <laughs> uh, I do want to move on and talk about the Rupert Burton conversation. Yes, there are two conversations that happen. On Drake, it's the Rupert and Burton conversation. I... Rupert is so good. Yes. And he's not perfect. And he's complicated. And I, I know you said that, you know, sometimes he's an asshole around camp. And I'm, I'm sure he was. And I don't know Rupert's personal life. We're talking about somebody that is... We're talking about somebody on a show. Yep. But he's so genuine. And it's like, hey, man, I want to tell you why we voted, why I voted you out. Why I was willing to go along with it. You were really mean to me. Yeah. And that's a level, like, vulnerability, especially in a game, mm -hmm. on a TV show. And to, frankly, between, between two men... That you don't see that often, especially circa 2003. Correct. I love this conversation. It's so good. It's so good. And both sides, both for Rupert getting out ahead of it and being like, yeah. hey, this is why I voted for you. You hurt me. I didn't like that. That's why I took you out. And Burton saying, I I'm so sorry. Like, I, I, I can see how that hurts you. And, like, I get it. But 
And Burton doesn't, yeah, Burton doesn't get defensive. Yeah, can we move forward? And they're yeah. like, yeah. They're suddenly a bonded pair. It's great. It's great. It's 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 lovely. And, like, men talk about your feelings. Yeah. And then we get the dichotomy of Andrew also trying to pull a conversation with Lil. But it's not the same conversation. It's very defensive. It is very... Like, if, if, if you're Andrew and you approach Lil with, hey, here's the deal. Between you and Dara and the team felt like it was better if it was you... Mm-hmm. Because there were certain things around camp that weren't meshing well. The team cohesion was off. We were trying to do the best thing for the team. And maybe that was a mistake. Yeah. You can move forward. He doesn't say any of that. He doesn't apologize, really. He just kind of... Says it was hard. He makes it all about him. He's like, it was really hard to vote you off. It was hard. But then she's like, well, you said you were going to get back to me and you never did. (laughs) It's like, well, I don't, uh, so whatever. And it's great because later on in the episode, we come full circle on oh that. Oh my god, yeah, that moment is so good. Yeah. I'll just let's just splice that moment in here because yeah, there's no not? point in get, going there, going back, whatever. Yeah. yeah, later at the merge feast when Andrew's and Andrew's argument to her is not a good argument. He's no. basically like, "You should come with us because we need you," and she's like, "Cool, I don't care that you need me." Yeah, well, why? What is in it for me? I could go with you and I know I'm at the bottom. Or yeah. I could go with them and, like, maybe I am, but maybe I'm not. Yeah. So he's like, well, I think I think that's dumb. I think you should come with us. For a lawyer, that's a pretty bad argument, yeah. Andrew. And then he's like, well, will you get back to me? And she's like, you didn't? <laughs> yeah. So, mm, which, I mean... That's kind of her getting back to him. <laughs> that's that's petty and the kind of petty I'm here for. I wouldn't even call it petty. I think it's like Andrew's the one that broke that relationship mm-hmm. and then he's trying to make it Lil's responsibility to fix it. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to treat you the same way you treated me. It's karma. Yes. Yes. That's, yes, it's karmic for sure. Yeah. So that all happens. Let's talk about this smorgasbord of all the things happening at this beach. Yes. They go to challenge time it could be a reward it could be immunity they bring the immunity idol so i don't know maybe they're thinking immunity and jeff's like all right i see we have our new tribes yeah i think it would have to be immunity because they already did reward and they have that they have that shoot schedule that they're not going to fuck with like they know they're going to tribal tomorrow i guess you could could i don't know it's weird to consider that last challenge a reward Correct. It's an it's a punishment. It's a it's, punishment challenge. It's almost immunity. It's not called immunity explicitly in the show. Yeah. So it, it's like the one time where they're ambiguous with it. Actually, that is weird. Why didn't they just make this a reward challenge? Two people already had immunity. Yeah. So, hmm. I don't know. Anyway, we get in. Jeff's like, well, were you expecting a merge? And everyone's like, I don't know, man. Like... There's, I can't expect anything at this point. They're like, I'm expecting you kick all ten of us off and bring back the other four yeah. of them, and they're the final four. It's like, well, you're right not to expect anything. You're merged. Clearly they did not answer the way that Jeff wanted. Like, it's, he had to, like, reconstruct the sentences in his head to make it make sense with I, their responses. Well, we do, you, um, you're merged. We should also talk about, so, Morgan's out of food. Morgan's out of food. They used the last of their rice that Rupert rationed for them. Correct. And Jeff starts it out by being like, Drake, how you eating? And they're like, oh, we had like 10 pounds of fish. Yeah. And Andrew is visibly like, I might die. <laughs> how dare you? And they're like, we ate the last of our food. So they're all going to Drake's beach. Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't have a, have a conversation nope. about it. Je- Jeff sees this and he's like, you're going to Drake's beach. Which... Again, the bug bites seem to be worse over there, so I'd pack your shit up and go to Morgan, because mm-hmm. Rupert can catch fish over there, too. It's... We saw him do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Black buffs. I like these. The black buffs are great. They're really cool. This is... I, I mean, of the show, this is the best themed. Agreed. I mean, it's hard to theme a color. Black is about the only one you can do in right. this scenario. Yeah. The only other one I could think that they should have done were an Amazon with, like, men red, women blue, and then the merge purple. Purple? That would have been great. That yeah. would have been awesome. Well, and then we jump immediately into immunity challenge, and this one's interesting. This one is a race that is based on 
I'm going to get the... It's the a pirate punishment. It's a pirate punishment, and it's called keel hauling, where they drag you from the back of the ship. They literally tie you up and then just drag you. That sounds horrible. It sounds like something you can survive. Th- that's kind of what he... Like, you get scraped under once, yeah. and then you're good. Which just seems like whipping with extra steps. <laughs> I'm but, being perfectly honest. But, like, if it's not, if you're just tied to the back for who knows how long, that's torture. That's waterboarding. Yeah, you would just drown. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they're doing this where there is a rope underneath the platform, and they have to pull themselves across the rope underneath, get back up, and then do another lap. But there are two separate heats. This kind of sucked. Really? I didn't like this challenge. Okay. I... Also, don't super like the challenge, but I like the idea of the race. Yeah, I don't think the construction of it no. was very good. I see what you're saying. It just It's not visually appealing to watch because it's a very short mm-hmm. thing with multiple laps rather than like a longer thing, which it has to be because it's underwater. Correct. And, I don't know, it's almost too easy? Yeah. They they needed to make the track longer. Yeah. But you're right. It It isn't visually appealing. I think it's fun. I would like doing this challenge. Oh, it'd be fun to do. But you're right. It, it's hard to watch. Anyway, two different heats. The top two in each heat get to go to a final. Winner of the first heat, Rupert and John. John barely beats out Krista. Like, mm. barely. Mm-hmm. He runs into the post and then falls in the water. And Krista's, like, just barely behind him. <laughs> It's pretty great. Which, again, going back to the good of Johnny Fairplay, mm-hmm. Johnny came to win, and not just win the game, yeah. to win along the way. Like, yeah. there's no... I actually think this is a challenge that Rupert and or Burton should have thrown, weirdly enough. I don't think you should throw team challenges ever. Mm-hmm. Individual challenges, absolutely. Because, if, especially for Burton, like, you are just coming back. Mm-hmm. You know that these are going to be physical challenges in individual immunities because all the team challenges have been. I mean, I guess maybe they won't all be, but a good number of them will probably be physical challenges. And you and Rupert are challenge beasts. Why are you throwing yourself out in front when you already have immunity and aren't in danger? The first merge vote is tough because everyone is so nervous about that vote. I guess, but if with this season being so tribal... Mm-hmm. I don't think this vote matters. Because, like, let's say, okay, let's say Andrew wins immunity. By Dara? By Rhino? It's probably Rhino. And then you're probably going to be picked off one at a time. Yeah. I just, I don't see with how tribal Andrew and Rupert are. Maybe other people will flip, and we see that in the next time on. But I just don't, I don't know. Especially, But especially Burton. Like, why are you winning this challenge? I, I don't think it's on anyone's mind this early to throw... A, an individual immunity challenge. Yeah, that's fair. At least at this stage of the game. So, anyway. Rupert and John win the first heat. Burton and Rhino win the second heat. Just want to point out Sandra was hilarious in this challenge. Oh, Sandra can't swim for shit. Yeah, Sandra's not a challenge beast. No, has Sandra... Well, I mean, team-wise, she's won, but has Sandra positively contributed to any challenge that we've seen? I... Cannot verify whether she has. I'm pretty sure she sat out every other challenge. Yes, correct. <laughs> like, a challenge beast she is not. She is not. No, no, no. Yes, so then we we get to the final, and it's a five-lap final. You have to bring medallions from the back to the front, and that's how they keep track of how many laps you've done. That was helpful. That was very helpful and much appreciated. <laughs> anyway, Burton wins by a hair. Just barely beaten Rupert. So close. John just gives up. John just gives up. And, like, fair. Like, at one point, he was, like, lapped twice, and he's like, all right. I'm just gonna watch this. This is a very straightforward challenge. I have no way to catch up. Correct. And, yeah, so Burton has a individual immunity, and he's already safe. And can we talk about this individual immunity? I love this individual immunity. Okay. Because it's not the like, first of all, I just like swords. I have the hang in my bedroom. They're cool. Swords are cool. But also, like, it's a captain's sword. It's great. So, like, it being that being the individual immunity for this season, ah, chef's kiss. It's beautiful. It, the theming is great. It's weird as an idol. 
It is weird than I thought. <laughs> but I'm not going to complain because I like it. Me too. So, yes. We finished that up. The buffet is back at camp. Andrew, you the buffet? Ah, ah. Huh? And we, we head back to camp. They get new boat. It's big. And we title ourselves the Balboas. I loved that. It's great. It's the perfect name. We name it after the snake and after the pirate. But mostly mostly, mostly the, the snake. snake. <laughs> so we eat. The food is reviving Andrew. Lil's like, this is where the true game starts. And then everyone's kind of like noticing Lil's talking to Burton a lot. So this is where we try to reel back in Lil and it's not working. I love the shot of Andrew trying to convince Lil and over Lil's shoulders, Rupert just silently nodding no. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. It's so good. All of it. All of it's great. And Johnny Fairplay's description of all of this is probably my favorite, where, like, oh, we're scrambling. We got to try to maybe pull one of them in. And there's Lil sitting like a golden goddess just wanting to come over to us, making it easy for us. It's great. It's awesome. It's so good. I wrote down some about John doing an impression. I don't remember this at all. I just wrote down, God damn it, John with the impression. I could not tell you what this impression great. is. Never mind then. All right. Neat. Then we're moving on to tribal. Uh, I also want more Krista. More, I agree. We need I more Krista. I love Krista. Krista's great. And a little, like, buried for the last few episodes. And I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think she's going to go far. But yep. we're getting... We're merged now, so we should be able to meet everyone more. <laughs> or spend more time with everybody. She a cutie, though. I love Krista. Tribal. Tribal. <laughs> From the get-go, Lil's like, I'm excited for a merger. And that should be as big of a red flag as possible for uh, Andrew. Uh-huh. Like... Yeah, you're going home. I think they know. They know. They definitely know. I mean, after the conversation with Andrew and then that, the the knife's already in there. And Jeff in production stacks these votes in the meanest fucking way. <laughs> Tell me more. To go five votes of the six for Andrew. It shows one John vote, mm-hmm. then five Andrew votes, then three John votes, then an Andrew vote, just to rip the hope out of Andrew's soul. Mm-hmm. Give him back a little morsel yeah. of it and then crush it. But it works on both sides too. Did, did you watch Johnny Fairplay's face in this? So he gets the second and third one. He's still, still a little bit like, ah, and then he gets the fourth one. He's like, Oh shit. Oh, <laughs> Cause hey. it is the first one. He's doing his Johnny Fairplay pose. Yeah. The second one, he's still doing it. The, the Fairplay th- fingers, as you call them, the Fairplay fingers. And then it cuts to him in the third vote. And he's like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. He's like, I've seen the show. Fourth vote, the head to the hands. Yeah. And then and then we get Andrew out. So, beautiful all along. And that's it. Andrew voted out on a line of six to four. So, two things I want to point out from this. Okay. When they were showing people's votes in the booth, I just was suddenly remembered when they showed Brandon's vote in Africa, when he was the swing vote. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure that's never going to happen again, but just like... Wait a minute. Wait, hold on. We know how this goes. Because they showed Lil, but they didn't show her vote. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and then Jeff, Jeff doesn't know how to say that Andrew's going home. He stutters, and he ends up saying, seventh person voted out of the tribe. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like he forgot that they were in Pearl Islands. Yes. And he, like, saw him doing math in his head mm-hmm. of like, wait, but technically two more people were voted out. But people replaced them. So does that count? Seventh person. <laughs> this is definitely some algebra shit going on in his head of, I didn't think about this. Fuck, what do I say? Like, it's okay, Jeff. We can do retakes. It's okay. I, I, I would not be surprised if they have a policy of not doing retakes once some, once the votes have been revealed as much as possible. I, well, because I would hope not. It's emotional. It is. It is. So Andrew is gone. Andrew is coming back. Wait, what? Andrew is in second chances. Oh. So we won't see him for a long time. Okay. But we will see him again. Good for him. So I'm not going to give any background information. Sure. But he will be back in Cambodia. Oh, Cambodia second chance? Correct. Oh, interesting. Okay. Cambodia. Sorry, Cambodia is a name that 
sticks out to me, but that was probably just from like commercials. Sure, it's it's a long way. It's thir- season thirty one, hmm. so we got some time. I don't know why Cambodia sticks out to me then. Interesting. I mean, I know somewhere he is right now, probably engaged to Harper. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Harper lives with Andrew now. So. <laughs> they move fast, so there's that. Okay. I worry about Andrew in Second Chance, though. He'll have ten years, fifteen years to figure out that you can't be quite that domineering as a leader. Yeah, he's a good leader. Yeah, he's a, he'd be a great leader in corporate Correct. life. He for I mean, a, he's a lawyer. Sure. I mean, he, lawyers are not always great leaders. Correct. I Or great teammates. I agree. But he is... He's intensely loyal. Mm-hmm. Kind to of. a fault. Kind of. Rupert's... I actually flipped that. Rupert's intensely loyal. Andrew is intensely... My way or the highway. Demanding. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Demanding of loyalty. Yeah. It's a two-way street for Rupert. It doesn't be a little bit more of a one-way street for Andrew. And, like, the team. We're all serving the team. Well, the team's gone, my guy. And the, the team. You, you always knew the team was going to be gone. Dare the team. But you did not put that into account. And it screwed you because you're like, oh, I have this really tight team of four. Great. Well, now we're in a merge, and that's four out of six. That's bad. So, ugh, your math don't math, my guy. <laughs> your math ain't math. And how far do you see him going? That's an interesting question. I don't think he... I guess you can map it in Cambodia if you want, as a second chance. Yeah, I don't I don't see him going home pre-merge. Okay. Ever. All right. Well, not ever. If he, had the, if he had a group of people that really did not want a leader, he could go home early. Because I don't think... I think that's core to who he is, and I think he would have a hard time hiding that in its mm. entirety. Gotcha. So if you get a group that really is, like, go with the flow, eh, we don't, we don't really... And don't need a leader. Don't mm-hmm. need someone to be pulling their dead bodies behind them at camp he could go home early but i i see him making the merge most seasons i could see him i don't know i don't remember all the other people in second chance i know a lot of them are australia a lot of them we haven't met but i obviously wouldn't know the ones we haven't met correct i there are some of my favorites in second chances i can see him making like top eight okay i don't see much going much further than that all right and your protagonist of the episode lil yeah yeah, it Will's the protagonist of this episode. It has to be. I mean, and, and a shout out to Burton, too. I, I think Burton's story is more compelling than Lil's in, like, the redemption with his tribe. Mm-hmm. And I think Burton's just more compelling than Lil, which I didn't expect to say. Okay. And this softer side of Burton, now that Rupert's had this conversation with him and without Sean, I mean, is this, it's a little bit of, it might end up being a little bit of the Jenna Heidi thing, where they just made each other worse, although Sean's objectively kind of an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> But, yeah, no, Lil's is of more consequence. Yay. All right. Lots of season coming left. What the twist? What the twist? (laughs) Bumper. That'll do it for this episode of the Survivor Trading Back Time podcast. Jared, we're at the merge. We're at the merge. I can switch my vote if I want to. You can. can, Who I think would win. Who's winning? So on Drake, I said Sandra, and Uh I stand by that. I think Sandra is an excellent player. And I think the edits tipped its hand a little bit too much. I feel like they go out of their way to bury Sandra. Okay. In that same vein, it could be Krista, because they also try to bury her. Sure. But, I don't know, man. Sandra's, Sandra's incredibly smart, and she's very good at not letting people know that she's smart. Mm. All right. I think about the Trish moment where she didn't she didn't say, like, guys, should we do this or not? She just shut up. <laughs> yeah. She let them talk. Yep. And then she blew up their game. Yep. And also got no blame for that. Correct. That's a superpower. That's good stuff. I don't know if anyone from Morgan can win this game at this point. Okay. But I'll throw a dark horse in for uh, Tawana. Okay. Do you think that it's going to be like a bam, 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 the four of them out in a row? No. I think we'll see some surprises. I don't think Drake will ever let their numbers get low enough that Morgan can take them out. Okay. Like, now they're ahead six to four. So mm-hmm. if they want to, and they trust five of the six of them, they can get rid of somebody. All right. Or they can get rid of somebody on Morgan and then get rid of somebody. I know there's some talk about getting rid of Rupert in the next time on. I would not be surprised if that happens in okay. the next episode or two. You're never going to be in the final two, and you'll be lucky to be in a challenge. I mean, it's it's not bad logic on your end. Yeah. All right. Anything you'd like to promote? Men talking about their emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Feelings. Yeah. Have a therapist. 
That too. Or just your friends. Confide in your friends. Make your friends your therapist. No, that's not what I'm saying. Here. <laughs> uh, no. Steven all started when I was a child. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Jared and I confide in each other all the time, so. That's true. Like, have, have healthy relationships that you can talk about big things about. Or, again, therapist. Or, a, or a bunch of small things that add up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, homeless people yelling at you. <laughs> that's a thing. Or people who are experiencing homelessness yelling at you. Yeah. People on the sidewalk just yelling at me for no yeah. reason. That's, you know what? I like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna double down with the talk, talk big things with each other. Yeah. For my co-host Jared, this is Steven. My host Steven, this is Jared. Bye-bye. Go yell at Steven on the sidewalk. Don't. <laughs> I don't like it. It's been a bit for so many episodes. <laughs>